Thanks for tuning in to Just Talking today. I am Steph. I am your coach and your podcast host. I'm here to help give you all the tools that you need to have radical breakthrough to finally give yourself permission to be exactly who you were created to be. I truly believe that when we give ourselves that permission to fully align, everything else will fall in line. The universe answers to that timeline. So if you're ready to have the life that you're created to have, to give yourself all the permission that you need to actually be who you were created to be, then continue to listen to Just Talking. Hi, everybody. I am so excited for Just Talking today. It's been a minute, so I'm really excited to talk with you guys. Today, I have a beautiful, amazing, brilliant, wise, just like the most courageous and just like her soul is so pure and so amazing and she lights up the world. I have Corshell here and we are just so excited to talk to you a little bit about her journey through some self-love and how she started her nonprofit, how she manifested being on this podcast today and just all of the things. So my love, welcome. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for that. I fully receive all of that. Thank you. You are so welcome. I love that you said that. I love, love, love it. Well, first tell our listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about, um, how you, how, let's talk about your nonprofit first. I'd love to talk about that and kind of open that up. So tell them a little bit about you and let's talk a little bit about your journey of your own healing and how that started into your nonprofit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I am Corshell. I am the founder of, um, because of Brecklin, we're a nonprofit who helps families, um, heal through child loss, whether that's pregnancy loss, infant loss, um, you have like a stillbirth, whatever it is, we help, we help with that. Um, we started in 2017 after I lost my daughter back in 2016. Um, we donate unstuffed bears and a few little other things, but our main thing is we donate unstuffed bears to those families and they can take them to because of Build-A-Bear and we hope that this bear would bring healing to them. Like my bear has brought healing to me and to my family as well. I absolutely love that. And I honor that so much. I think it's so powerful. Um, how were you able to go through your grieving process and then turn that into a way of healing and a way of giving? So that is where it gets like a little bit messy and sticky um, three weeks after Brecklin died, my daughter, she, I was given an unstuffed bear and I stuffed it, not realizing how much healing it would bring. Um, and then when her birthday came around in 2017, I wanted to give back to the community, but I wasn't sure how I wanted to give back. And I wanted her legacy to live on. And I wanted people to know her and that she was here. Um, and I just, I thought for weeks, what is it that helped me the most through my journey? And it was that bear, this little bear helped me the most. And it was then that I decided that I need to get as many bears into the hands of families who lose a child and who lose a baby. And so we just asked our friends and family to donate, um, in her name whether it be, you know, like a birthday present that you weren't able to buy, or just because you've watched our journey and you want to give back to the community. And that's how it kind of started. And it has snowballed 
from there. I love that. And I love that you were able to just receive healing from that and then turn that into like, okay, how can I help other families? So what was that process like for you to know that you wanted to help other families through that and that you could hold space for that? And obviously the bear really touched your heart and that's where the bear came into play. But how are you able to really, I mean, to, to lose a child is so, I can't even imagine what that feels like. And I also love that you're helping people who are having miscarriages or a stillbirth. Cause I think so many women have miscarriages in that they don't even talk about that. And so you're really offering this beautiful space of healing, but how are you able to kind of go through that for yourself and then recognize like, yeah, this is such a need and I want to show it for other people through that. Yeah. So I realized that after I lost Brooklyn, one in four women actually suffered from child loss and have wow. a loss. And it's still so taboo. Like you don't even know how many women are hiding it behind closed doors or how many women don't talk about it. And for me, That's like that is one in four. I did not know that. That's in four. Wow. Yeah. And, and so why we do you feel like it is so taboo. Why, why is that? Is it, do you feel like that's because grief is hard as a society for us to talk about and to learn about or, or what, what is that, that makes it where we're not able to heal and talk about that comfortably? I think it's a combination of both. I think that grief is weird and it's hard and we put a timeline on it, which we shouldn't at all. And it's also the fact that like when you have a miscarriage at like 13 weeks or 22 weeks or however many weeks that is, as a society, we tend to be like, well, you didn't actually hold that thing. You didn't hold that baby. So it doesn't count. That doesn't count. And it does. I'm here to tell everybody that that absolutely counts, whether you were three weeks or whether you were full term at 40 weeks, your baby counts and you are okay to talk about that baby. That just gave me chills. I love that. And I think that is so powerful because I know so many women who have suffered from that and, and, and they're not sure how to process that, or they feel, they almost are judging themselves for feeling, for feeling sad about it. Like, oh, well, I didn't actually give birth. And like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter regardless. Cause the second that you feel that you don't have to fill that baby, but just knowing that you're pregnant, you're carrying life, or maybe even not knowing that also you just have a miscarriage there, there is that loss and it, it needs to be talked about so people can heal from it because how many people are, are suffering from that. And I have clients that talk to me about that all the time. And they're like, I've never told anybody this, but this has been affecting me this whole time for years and years and years and years. And so I love that you're helping people do that. And I love that you said there is no timeline for grief. Would you talk a little bit on that and like what you mean by that? Yeah. So after I lost Brecklin, I felt like there was a timeline, timeline on grief and I needed to grieve her and accept it and just move forward or I felt like I needed to move on. I didn't start saying move forward until I fully processed it. And so I created this story of how I was so sad and how it was coming out of the darkness and people started following my story. But what they didn't know is that I didn't process that at all. And I didn't grieve her at all. I was completely dying inside and I still you know, a year and a half later, I still wanted her to be with me. And I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know how to smile again. I would just put on my mask 
every single day and just pretend that I was okay. And it wasn't until I really hit rock bottom that I realized there's no timeline for grief. And it's okay that I wake up today, almost five years later, and I still miss her because that's love. I miss, I miss her so much. And that's just my love that I had for her. Mm. Um, those are, you know, the Christmases that I missed and the birthdays that I missed. And it's okay to feel that it's okay to wake up and smile because the sun is out. And it's also okay to feel sadness at the same time, because you still miss your baby or you still miss your child five years later. That's completely okay. And I, we as a society need to change that. And that's a huge thing that I've been trying to communicate and bring awareness to is that there's no timeline for grief. Your heart will always still, as, as long as my heart beats, I will still long for her and I will still want her to be a part of our family in a physical form. Mm. Um, even, you know, 10 years from now, I will still want that. And it's okay to want that. It's also okay to feel the sunshine and enjoy the Christmases or, you know, the holidays that you have with your living children or with other family members yeah. as well. It's all about coping and being brave enough to say, Hey, I'm not okay today. Or, Hey, I know it's been five years, but I still really, really miss my baby so much today. Yeah. And as a society, we need to accept those mothers with open arms and loving arms and just hold them when they need to be held and let them walk when they're ready to walk. Ooh, that's so powerful. I love that. And I just love that you're saying that, that you, it could be 10 years from now, 15 years from now, a year from now, and you can still feel that loss, but you can also still see the sunshine and you can also be happy. And that it doesn't always have to be all rainbows and butterflies that you're allowed to feel all your emotions. And you don't have to just quickly try to be like, okay, well this happened. Let me just, let me just go move on. And I think a lot of people feel like that too, if they have other children, because then they feel like this guilt of like, well, not, I still have to show up for these other kids. And so I'm not allowed to really process this or grieve this and, and to truly understand this. And I remember, um, so my mom lost um, at our, my sister and she was 25 weeks. And so like, you know, my mom had a belly and we could fill her and just like all of that. And I, my mom really like shut down for probably like a month and um, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really understand like what was all happening. I knew that we had lost our sister and we did like a little funeral for her and everything like that. My mom had to have like a stillbirth with it, but there's still times today where, and she, we still have like a little ornament for her on our Christmas tree. And my mom's really like always brought that, that presence of her. Um, how, how did you kind of, how do you bring that presence of Brooklyn? Obviously you have it through your nonprofit, but then also like through you, you have other kids, you have living children. So how was that for you to process that and to be able to show up for your kids who are here right now? And then like, I don't know what, was there like guilt with that or like what, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what, what happens during that time, you know? To be honest, Steph, I didn't process it for years. I buried myself in work. Mm -hmm. Thankfully I had a job where we were open all holidays and I scheduled myself to work every single holiday for from 2016 to 2019, every single one, I was never present with my living children um, on holidays because I just, I couldn't, I couldn't at all. My grief was too strong. And I felt guilty for wanting to be present with them. Yeah. Um, 
And it wasn't until just recently when I really started to dig deep and really started to cope with my grief that I found that balance that yes, I, I wake up early and I take a moment to whether that's I go visit her at the cemetery or I do look at my Christmas tree and we have like a section every year um, just for all of her ornaments that I get every year. I get my living children a new ornament every year. And so I also get her a new ornament every year as well. And whether that's just to take a moment and touch each one and just kind of talk to her out loud, like, hey, baby, you know, like, I hope you're having a great time up in heaven. We believe in God in heaven and yeah. like an after life. And so whether that's just talking to her out loud, but I always make sure that before anybody wakes up, no matter what holiday it is, um, I always just take a few moments to just be still and feel her around me um, and then wish her best day ever. That way I can be present with my other children. I love that. That's so beautiful. And then obviously it turned into creating this beautiful nonprofit and that's really like in, in honor of her, but then also to help these other women grieve and to heal in these families. So how, how are you connecting to these families? How are you finding out about these women? And then how are you giving them bears? Like, how does that whole process work? Yeah. So I kind of touched on this earlier. We ask our friends and family and even our community because we've grown so much to donate or to adopt a bear. We call it bear adoptions. And we just ask that you adopt a bear for $10 or however, you know, many bears that you want to adopt. And then they get delivered to my home in Utah. And we put them into grief kits that we then donate to the hospital. So most of the time we're just donating to hospitals. Okay. Hospitals will give them to families. Um, we have a pretty big platform on Facebook. So we do get a lot of people that way that, hey, my daughter had a loss or my sister had a loss. Can you send them a bear? And I'll mail, I'll mail bears um, mm -hmm. every week or however needed, um, just depending on who has reached out and we are, we last year we were able to donate to almost all of the hospitals here in Utah, um, a hospital out in California and then the children's hospital in Nevada. Wow. So that's mainly how we kind of get our bears into the hands of those families is through the hospitals. The hospitals do all the work for us and we are so thankful for them and that they continue to take our donations. And then sometimes they will find us on Facebook afterwards and just tell us, you know, hey, I received a bear. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Um, but honestly, probably 90% of bears that we send out, we don't see come full circle. And that's okay. We're not here to see it come full circle. Yeah. Um, we just want to get the bears into the hands of those families. I love that. So do you guys have like a certain goal of how many bears that you're trying to receive or because are you doing this every single month and it's just like monthly you're then going and donating these bears or do you have a certain timeline that you're trying to receive all the bears for the year or per quarter or how does that kind of break that down for me of how that works and how our listeners today could help do donate to that cause like $10 everybody has $10 that's just don't go to Starbucks for two days don't go buy a coffee don't go out to eat whatever it is and donate $10 and that's gonna like it's so crazy what that impact can make like you just said like for you to receive a bear what that did for you and the healing that it gave you and I, and I also love the the idea that like they get a hold on to something when they didn't get a hold on to something so 
for me, I feel like that would bring me so much comfort and peace and that you're able to go and do that. And, and your whole family's involved in this. Like your, your living children are involved in this. Your husband or your fiance, sorry, is involved in this. And you just got engaged. So also congrats with that. You guys have to go tell her congrats. Um, so how could our listeners get involved in that and help donate to that? And then that follow-up question is, do you guys have a certain amount you're trying to get per year, per quarter? How does that work? We are really just faithful and however many bears we feel need to get into the hands of those families, we just trust that they're going to be adopted. Um, we do have goals. I like to grow every year as well. This year, we're hoping to get 500 bears. Last year, we got 330 and we were out within 12 weeks. The hospitals just soaked them all up. And so I actually had to buy more bears to keep on hand here at home so that I can mail them out. So last year we probably donated about 400 bears just throughout the year. But typically we start in March. We go through May 1st for bear adoptions. We kind of open it every year. Um, and then that way on May 23rd, Brecklin's birthday, we can donate them to all of the hospitals. Since we're growing and loss doesn't happen just between March and May, we do have our link open all the time um, and you can donate at any time, whenever you want. Um, and I'll have you link that as well. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Because of Brecklin. Um, that way you can request a bear if you need to, you can get in contact with me. Um, we are just now this year, we're expanding to volunteers, which is so exciting. Like I actually have to have help now because Yay! we're so big and I'm so excited for that. It's been a dream of mine. There's tons of people that want to volunteer and I just haven't had, we haven't been big enough to do it yet. And so this year, now that we're big enough, I'm so excited to be accepting volunteers. Um, yeah, so it's been really exciting. It's been a year full of growth and, um, yeah. I love that. So let's say that someone listening is like, oh, I also want to volunteer. Do they just reach out to you and like fill out an application for that? Or how does that process work? Yeah. So our website is currently down. Um, we're, we're revamping all of that, but just reach out to because of Brecklin on Facebook, shoot us a message. And I usually will respond within like 12 hours of receiving a message and we can just see what best fits for you where you want to volunteer. Um, and we can, we can chat that way. I love that. And, um, so I know you personally, and I've had the privilege of being able to be your coach in a couple different platforms and to be able to work with you. And it's been such a beautiful honor with that. And I'm also very excited that now you're going to share your experience with finding self-love and going through your grief and allowing yourself to process those emotions and feel those emotions and heal from those emotions and honor them. And now you're also going to be helping other people. So not only are you, you have this amazing, beautiful nonprofit that you're helping give life and comfort and healing to, but now you're also going to offer that through coaching and through teaching and guiding people through that. What does that look like for you? And tell me a little bit of how that, um, what, how did that kind of come about? How were you able to give yourself permission to go and help others through your experience and how they can then also heal throughout that? Yes. I'm so excited for this new journey. Um, I am going to be offering men and women, um, a self-love course, um, and also lost parents, um, how to, essentially cope with their grief and heal through their trauma 
and just understand their grief a little bit better and just learn to feel the sunshine again and find your smile again and learn what it means to be happy again before you went through such trauma. Um, and when we say grief, it doesn't, grief is everything. Like it can be a loss of a job, a loss of a spouse, loss of a child, whatever brings grief into your life. And so I am mentoring those and being a tool for those to find their happiness again. And, you know, I am breaking the stigma of grief and I'm going to be talking about all the things. Um, so you, we can connect that way through because of Brooklyn as well. I love that. Uh, and yeah. Well, you're just like bringing so much awareness. Like I, like you said earlier, like one in four women are suffering from this. And I love that you're also going to be helping men through this because how many men are, I think that doesn't honestly probably happen a lot where a lot of men probably aren't allowed to feel the loss or they don't feel like they can feel the loss of a miscarriage or it's harder for them to feel the loss of a child because they're trying to then support their girlfriend or wife or whatever they may be during that time. And it's, it's a little, it's deeper sometimes in the woman because it, they're obviously the baby was within them, but the men also suffer from that too. And like, and so allowing them that process of grief and allowing them to feel and them to heal. And also what you said about like, grief doesn't have to just be actual death. It can be, you're changing jobs. It's grieving an identity of you, an idea of you, uh, anything like that. And so that, that you're going to be able to give them those tools of how to facilitate that and to really be able to, to uh, be aware of that story and then heal from that story. Um, with that too, a lot of people, I think, want to turn their pain into a passion or a way to give back, or they have an idea that they want to be able to give back to the world and to help with the community. And maybe that's in a nonprofit. How would someone start a nonprofit? Like, is that really hard? What's that process look like? How would, do you have tips on that, that you would give our listeners? I wish I had all the tips in the world. <laughs> really for us has been trial and error. And I have been extremely blessed to, to know people who have been through this before who have offered me advice. The first step though, is you have to find something you're passionate about. It's not going to work if you're not passionate about it. Um, and then you're just, just be vocal about it on your social media, whoever you come in contact with, just like always talk about it. You want to be able to always talk about it. And so find something that's just always on your heart. And then I would figure out what your mission is. Why are you doing what you're doing? And then who are you essentially looking to serve as well? Um, and then once you have those key elements, then you have to kind of go through the process of getting your 501c3 and becoming an actual, you know, recognized nonprofit, um, just depending on how, how big you want to grow. If you don't, if you don't want to grow super huge, there's tons of people out there that are not, who don't have their certification and they get tons of support as well. Um, and then just, like I said, the, the biggest thing is finding what you're passionate about, why you're doing it and just talk about it all the time, literally all the time, just talk about it all the time. And it will happen organically. If it's meant to be, and you continue to work, it will just, the universe will just bless you and it will just happen organically. And then pretty soon you're going to be so deep into it that you're going to need to find some volunteers. I love it. <laughs> story and I love it you said to like be speaking about it all the time and I believe that's the power of manifesting is that first you understand you have a vision you have this idea of what you want and like you know okay there's something in me that feels like I want to give back or 
in any, in any form, whenever you're trying to manifest, it's because you're seeing something, you're feeling something, you're wanting to create something. And then when you speak it, you invite it to happen. And when you speak it, you're speaking it to other people to say like, this is true. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm creating. And that also creates the space for other people to come in on your journey and help give you the tools or help give you, Hey, yeah, can I be a part of this? Hey, I want to volunteer. How can I help with this? How can I help with this? And then it, and then it becomes truth for you. And then pretty soon, Oh, now we need volunteers. Oh, now we're growing. Now we're doing this. Um, and I, and I also just love how powerful you are. Anything that you want to manifest, you like manifest it so quickly. You're like a professional, like speed manifester. And one of the things you also manifested was being able to be on this podcast. So I'd love if you would share a little bit of why this is so important for you and how you manifested that. I'm like fangirling over here. Cause it, it has been like, I have looked at my little piece of paper for a year that I'm going to be on this podcast and I still can't believe that we're recording this. It's just crazy to me. I'm so, it's just like so exciting. Um, but it was when I took um, your self-love course um, back in November of 2019. And I took that and then I stumbled upon your podcast and it just really resonated with me. Everything that you taught, everything that you spoke resonated deep within me. And it was at that time that I was like, I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to get my story out there and my nonprofit out there as well. And it's going to resonate with whoever it needs to resonate with. And so really it was almost like a, a dream of mine because this podcast has helped me in so many ways and taught me in so many ways. I also wanted to be on it to help those. Um, hopefully this episode will teach somebody or resonate with somebody in a certain way. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, I manifested it every single day for, I think it's been about a year. I would wake up and I just, and it wasn't like a huge manifestation thing. I wrote it on a piece of paper that I would be a guest speaker on your podcast. And I stuck it right next to my bed. So I looked at it every morning and every night and I just continued to just see it. I really just would like see it and feel it. And it, it all happened in, in time. I love that. And I love that you just, and you also spoke it because I didn't know that was something that you wanted until you and I did a call a few months ago and you're like, okay, well also, so one thing is that I want to be on your podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. You're like, what? I've been manifesting it. I'm like, yeah. And so it's just that like, sometimes we just don't speak it. And then once we do, we're like, oh, okay. It's already mine. And so I love that. I think it's so powerful and it's so beautiful. And I know so many listeners who are listening today do resonate with what you're speaking with and they do feel that. And I felt this, this whole time I've had chills this whole time. And that's always like my confirmation of everything. And, um, with that, like, what would be a tool that you would give someone who maybe right now is currently, they, they just had a miscarriage or they just lost a child or they're like, or they, they, it was five years ago. And they're just like, now listening to this thinking, okay, yeah, I feel this. I want to start to process this. What would, what would be a tool or maybe like a journaling assignment or how, what would be um, your advice that you'd want to gift them with today? That's, I, that's kind of a hard question because there's so many things that helped me all at once. My biggest thing is to say your baby's name. And if your baby didn't have a name, that's okay. You can call your baby, baby, or you can name your baby. It's okay 
to give your baby a name, even if your baby isn't alive, that's totally okay because you would have given your baby a name anyway. Um, if you feel comfortable with it, give your baby a name, say your baby's name, your brain, something about the mama heart and you, the mama brain. When you hear somebody say your name, like when I hear even myself say Brecklin or somebody else say Brecklin, it just warms my heart so much. And if you, and if that really resonates with you and you love to hear your baby's name, one of the best tips I ever got was when you're waiting for coffee or you're waiting to be seated at a restaurant or the pizza delivery um, like app asks for your name, I always put Brecklin's name, always. If they don't know that that's not my name and it feels so good when I'm sitting at Olive Garden waiting for my table and they call Brecklin's name, it's just a little confirmation to me that they don't know how much that name means to me and so that is like my, the biggest thing that has helped me also waking up every day or even every night before you go to bed and just writing down what you're grateful for and what happiness was in that day. Having a heart full of gratitude really helps as well. And just allowing yourself permission to be sad when you need to be sad, but also allowing yourself to be happy when you want to be happy. That's a huge, huge thing is allow yourself to smile, allow yourself to feel the sunshine, allow yourself to enjoy those Christmases, allow yourself to enjoy those vacations, but also allow yourself to, you know, long for that family member that's missing and both are okay. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. I'm here to tell you that it's okay to feel both things at the same time. You just have to give yourself permission for it. I love that, I love that. so much. And I, I would have never thought of that idea. I love that while you're waiting to order your food or your coffee or anything like that, just be able to hear Brooklyn's name and be like, oh, I love that. She's here with me right now. Or just to utilize that. I think that's so, so powerful. And I absolutely love what you're saying with that. And, and I love finding gratitude and to recognize that in instead of like keeping that name, like hush, hush, like, oh, let's not talk about it. It's like, oh, let's bring that out. Let's, let's give life to that. Cause there is life to that. And that brings a different energy. And, and I feel like souls and spirits are always with us. And so whatever that feels right for you or not, but like you can utilize that too, by being able to hear her name and just like feeling comfort and peace with that rather than being like, oh, we can't talk about it. So I think that's so, so powerful that you're doing that. I love that. And I also love, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say also just to piggyback off of that, when you say their name, it gives their souls and spirits to be with you in that room. So if you want to feel close to them and you want to, you know, feel them, however that feels for you, just saying their name acknowledges that they're there. Um, and so it's also very healing to do it that way as well. I love that. Well, and also our, just us even using our own voice, using our throat chakra, we have our own voice has the most vibrational healing frequency that we need to hear in order to heal and in order to change a story in order for us to feel what we need to feel. And that's why when we speak our truth and we speak out loud and we speak things into existence, it happens. So when we speak it, we manifest it. When we speak it, we can heal from it. When we speak it, we can feel it. And it's your own voice that you need to hear in order to heal from it. And so, and that's the only, that is the most healing vibrational frequency. And so I think with that too, is when you're seeing Brooklyn, like they're, when you're saying that you're feeling, you're feeling her, you're feeling healing, you're feeling connection, you're feeling safety. And you're also feeling whatever it is that you need to feel in that moment. Like, oh my gosh, I need to break down and cry today. Or I'm, I'm so happy, or I'm so sad, or 
you know what? Okay. This is what, whatever that may be. But when you speak it, you're allowing that and you're, and that's also allowing healing. And so I think that's so beautiful that you're speaking to that. And I think that's impressive. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. It helps me a lot. Um, I know that there are hard feelings coming up um, or that I need to deal with or revisit when her name tastes bitter when I say it. Um, and as long as it, it tastes sweet and it sounds sweet, I know that I'm aligned correctly and I know that I'm coping in the way that I need to be coping. Um, and like I said, when it, when it starts to sound bitter or when it's hurtful to say her name, I know that I probably need to get dig a little deeper and figure out why and what I'm feeling in that moment. I love that. You're so beautiful, so amazing. And I'm so honored to be your friend and to have been working with you these last few years. And uh, Corshell went through my self-love experience. She went through, she just graduated from my queendom course and now she's a queendom coach and she's gonna be able to coach you guys and help you through all of that. And so today, if anything that we were speaking about really resonated with you, please reach out to her. She has all the tools to help you and to guide you and to really be there and to support you through your loss, through your grief, through your awakening, through just connection through you. So please reach out to her. I'll make sure that we highlight um, your Facebook page and everything leaks, all the links for Brooklyn. Um, and then what's your Instagram and your Facebook that people could follow you personally as well? Yeah, so my personal Facebook and Instagram is just at Corshell Smith, very simple. Um, and then my nonprofit is at Because of Brooklyn on both platforms. Perfect, I love that. Well, babe, I am so honored that we got to do this today. I love you so much. And thank you for all the beautiful work that you're doing and all the healing that you're doing and just all the light and love that you're putting into this world through everything that you do just by being you and showing up as you and healing and speaking. And I honor you so much for that. And I am so proud of you. And I love you so, 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 so much. And just thank you for being here with me today and for sharing this with our listeners and Yes. I just, I just love you. So thank, thank you. you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Do you feel complete? Does this, does this help you like, feel like you manifested what you wanted to speak about and to dream about? It was literally everything I dreamed about. I'm so excited. Good. I love that. Well, babe, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will make sure everything is linked up for you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this brought you some insight, some tools, some value. Go ahead and message Corshell with whatever you learned from this today. If you want to reach out and just help out, make sure that you guys do that. I'll make sure everything's linked for you. I love, love, love you.